0: for more than words support her Um, so she's just one of them uh, that we get to support so make sure you're giving and giving faithfully throughout this time it's awesome to see our people rise up and go um, and be missionaries and and go where God sends them Um, so we're excited about that Um, yeah let's just support Sarah a little bit here so she loves your applause but she can't eat it and so you need to give so she's gonna she's gonna be eating a lot of ramen if we don't give you know Um, So make sure that you guys give and give faithfully more than words will help support that also Then a couple of weeks ago I don't know if she's here this morning and this falls on us But terry beckler joined us um, As a a church member a couple of weeks ago and somehow another she fell off our list when we introduced her and some of you Have already met miss terry and she's awesome Um, So I just wanted to kind of throw that out there. I don't know if she's here with us today um, But that's on us. We forgot to announce her Um, So I wanted to announce her that she is a wonderful member of our church. Okay. All right So we are talking about Christmas time. Everything seems to be on this compressed schedule this year Um, It's the 18th of or the 8th of december today, which is crazy Um, So christmas is coming and coming really really quickly Um, And we continue to talk about that talk about uh, how the lord is is uh, uh, Shining his light on us and what we need to set our hearts toward and believe in like maybe we've never believed before have our belief refreshed Um this time of the year. So that's what we'll be talking about today We're actually going to look Uh, a little bit at a very very famous verse maybe the most famous verse in the bible we'll start in john chapter 3 and we will start in verse 16 Um, so we'll start in john chapter 3 verse 16 and we'll look at some verses uh right after that as we look at christmas time and uh what the lord has for us at this time of the year i think again i said last week this is it's a great time of the year i love this time of the year i I love pretty much everything about this time of year Um, i'm a little bit older now and there are some things that i look back and i I wish we're sort of still in my life, you know, parts of Christmas past um, with family and uh, friends and some other things that we used to get to do that we just don't get to uh, afford that opportunity anymore, and I miss some of that stuff, um, and I think all of us would, would begin to echo that to some degree. Um, but still, this is just a great time of year, you know, making new traditions and doing new things with new people, um, and it's just a wonderful time. I really like Christmas music. Um, I do my best to reel myself in. And not play it before Thanksgiving. Um, so I do my best, but man, the day after Thanksgiving is 24/7. That's what we're listening to. Um, and so I, I love Christmas music. And you have in that embedded in Christmas music is that phrase or that word "wonderful," right? Um, it's it's wonderful Christmas time. I don't know who originally sang that, but there's "Wonderful Christmas Time." It's the name of a song. Uh, it's the most wonderful time of the year, and the Charlie Brown. Uh, theme. If you never listened to Vince Guaraldi, his entire album, it's really good. Uh, but from this, the Charlie Brown Christmas uh, uh, special, there's a song on there. It says, uh, "Christmas time is here." In the middle of that, the lyrics is talk about wonderful Christmas. Uh, Elvis Presley sang, of course, "Blue Christmas," which was the one we might all know. Uh, but he sang another one called "Wonderful World of Christmas," and that idea of Christmas being wonderful is just kind of all around us. You know, that this is supposed to be this magical wonderful time now for some of us it's not this is a hard time this is a really really difficult time and i would say that not only is it hard for us and it's difficult for us but i would say that first christmas at that original time uh, when jesus came we want to ask that question was that a wonderful time was it really was it really this wonderful time we've sanitized it you know Some of us even have it snowing in jerusalem or in bethlehem, you know when jesus was born I don't think that's what was going on Uh in april when jesus was probably born Um, I don't think that's exactly what was going on. We we've just sanitized it and cleaned it all up Um, but really was it a wonderful time? I want you to Put yourself back in those times Um and and try to imagine what that world was like when jesus came You had um Really, the beginning of this was still the the Roman Empire was still young, but you had the beginning of the Roman Empire, and they ruled through fear. Uh, They ruled through absolute domination. And so people were uh, actually afraid, and the Jews, in particular, just hated them. They hated them. And you're like, wow, why was there such visceral, strong hatred and emotion toward uh, the Romans from the Jews 60 years before the Christmas story? Okay? So 60 years prior to Jesus being uh, Born the Roman General Pompey and I'm not going to go into the, the, uh, uh, the History of it but the Roman General Pompey comes in and he invades Jerusalem he takes Jerusalem They effectively sack the city um, He won't let his soldiers Take uh, things out of The temple and he makes them all leave the City and reconsecrate the temple the next day But they take the city and it's Ugly and, and um, it's they took it that time. They divide the kingdom up, what used to be Israel. They take it and they split it up into these different divisions. And then the, the Roman government takes over the priesthood. So by the time we get to Jesus, you don't even have to be of the tribe of Levi to be a, 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 the, pre, the high priest anymore. You are selected by the Roman governor. And they are appointing the high priest. They do not want any more problems out of the Jews. And so one of the ways they're doing it is they've just taken over their religious system And they're appointing who becomes the high priest at this point So the jews just hate them They hated them so much that was 60 years prior the romans came in because they had rebelled they rebel again So about 30 years prior to jesus that's when herod comes on the scene and herod Partners up with comes alongside of the romans and he takes jerusalem They fight another battle and they take jerusalem um, and he begins a brutal reign. Herod was brutal. He was violent. Uh, maybe by the time, uh, even right after Jesus was born, it's possible he had a, a mental disease. It's possible. Some people think he had syphilis and it had gone to his brain, and he was really, really a twisted man, very, very violent, killed his own his own children, killed one of his wives. Just a brutal person. And he represented Rome to the Jews. They hated them so for the next 35 years by the time we get to jesus herod's in power he's the local king of the area Um, again appointed by the romans and he is just as brutal as they are they are a conquered nation they are forced and then you have the, the like our christmas story uh there's a royal decree if you ever read luke right what happens augustus has a decree that goes out and everybody has to be counted why does anybody care how many people they are so they can tax you okay so they have to go be to their hometown their town of family origin decreed by the government that you hate already to be counted so that they can tax you then right after that so and mary's super pregnant Right? It would have taken weeks for them to make this journey Anyway, then you've got this woman who's super pregnant It takes even longer to get there Then you get there and there's no place for her to be to have this child So you have to go through the, What we see in our Christmas story Listen, if what happened To Mary happened to you when you were having a baby it'd be, It is not a wonderful night You know what I'm saying? Right? This is not the most Wonderful time of the year, right? Kind of a deal When we think about what happened to her Then shortly after Jesus is born Herod in his violence and in his jealousy and in his, you know, messed up mind Attempts to kill Christ as a baby the, the, the massacre of the innocents is what it's called And they kill babies to try to kill Jesus So they end up running away, taking their little young family And they run away from Jerusalem or from Bethlehem down to Egypt You have a pregnant teenager and she's pregnant outside of marriage At the time, not only would it have been acceptable now just to, want to throw this out there It would not have only really been acceptable For Joseph to demand that she be stoned It might have been required In certain areas in Israel There were places that if she had Become pregnant outside of wedlock It would have been required That they stone her Joseph may not have had anything To say about it in certain places So they travel, there's nowhere to stay They have baby with animals It's the most wonderful event in history, but there was a lot of darkness. It's it's the most incredible thing God's ever done, or He ever could do, is to send Jesus for us. So on that account, it is the most wonderful time of the year. But if you're in the situation, it's not good. There is a lot of darkness at that time, in that first original Christmas. We see our world... And it kind of mirrors that first century. Maybe the details, it's not a one to one correlation between what was happening then and what's happening now. But there is a darkness in our world today, is there not? We just saw it on two military bases this week here in the States. There is darkness in our world today. But the real problem is not that the world is dark, and it is. The problem is, is that at night when we're by ourselves or we're looking ourselves in the mirror or reading some of our old texts or emails, Or thinking back about our lives, the problem is that the darkness is in me. The problem is that the darkness of the world is really a reflection of the darkness in our own hearts. That is the real problem. We are rebellious against God in our dark hearts. We are darkened in our understanding, Ephesians says. We're born into the darkness of sin. So there is this external darkness, and it's threatening and it's frightening. But our internal darkness is our worst enemy. The darkness in our hearts is the worst thing. We are true and does not come to the light for fear that his deeds will be exposed. But he who practices the truth comes to the light so that his deeds may be manifested as having been wrought in God. We love the first part. We like the last part of the last verse. Those two or three middle verses there are Hard hard to read hard to maybe even understand to some degree but really they don't get so hard when you just let them say what they say just let them plainly say what they say it's hard to hear it but it's not hard to understand what he's saying to us there is a darkness in the heart of man chapter 3 verse 16 quite frankly might be the most beautiful words of scripture john three sixteen might be the most hopeful words of scripture that you could ever hear that God has made this promise to you, that Jesus Christ has made a way for you to get to God. So listen, as we talk about our one, and we'll talk about that later, people we're praying for for Christmas, and I know some of you have already had, God's already spurred you to conversations with people. All you ever need is John three sixteen, Like, that's it. If you never know another scripture verse, all you need is that, man. Give that away to somebody. Talk to somebody about that. It has everything you need to lead somebody to the light of Christ. So it's probably the most famous and the most uh, amazing, in some ways, scripture verses that we could ever have. But it does talk to us about the darkness that's in our hearts. These verses immediately following, we can gloss over these following verses and actually miss the brilliance of the light of Christmas if we don't see the darkness that we have in these next several verses. So these verses, I think, when when scripture talks about the darkness that's in the world it's talking about three kinds of darkness and there's people who would say there's six or five or three or two or whatever i kind of think there's three i think you could summarize them in three three kinds of darknesses one life situations sometimes circumstances in life are dark things take turns that you would never expect things take turns that you would never ever hope or wish on your worst enemy life situations can be dark second one is the darkness of the soul We don't have time. We're going to talk about it some more. We don't have time to dig into it, but it's that place where you feel like God is not picking up the phone, right? The third one is the sin that I love. If you're taking notes, I want you to write it down just like that. Not the sin that we love, not the sin that you love, not the sin that men love, the sin that I love. There's a darkness in my heart because I love sin. These are the three darknesses that Jesus comes to shine light into first one the life situations when life falls apart when everything seems to be just stripped away from you that is a darkness and it is a dark kind of darkness and i actually think that that one can trigger the other ones you can start there with life falling apart and go into these other places of darkness but life situations where life gets stripped away If you are in that place or if you find yourself in that place or around that place where life is falling apart I want to encourage you to read psalm 88 Write that down. Just read psalm 88 Psalm 88 is one of those psalms that I am thrilled is in the bible It doesn't end with any hope It doesn't end with this is resolved. It doesn't end with um, God makes everything good. It doesn't end with I sing some songs in church and feel better It ends with the very last line in the psalm 88 is darkness is my closest friend Life situations can strangle the life out of you. And they can strangle light out of your life. To the point where you feel like darkness is my closest friend. And it is a especially dark place to be. So you have Psalm 88 and I'm thrilled that it's in scripture because it's so real, it's so raw, it's so honest. I'm glad that it's in the book of Psalms because the rest of the Psalms lifted up right if we just had psalm 88 it would be totally depressing but you've got a hundred plus other ones that lift it up but it's there that means the holy spirit of god found it important for that expression of grief to be in the bible and to okay it it's okay then you have the book of job of course which you can look at or you can read on your own and again it's this place where everything gets stripped away total confusion why is this happening why is this happening to me Why am I walking through this right now? Why has my life turned out like this? That is the huge question in the book of Job. We don't have time to just kill that this morning, but for the most part, here's what I would say. Here's how you have to deal with that kind of darkness, how the light of Christmas shines on that particular kind of darkness. You have to embrace wherever in my heart. Carefully and intentionally live like Jesus has changed you so that other people see his glory. That's verse 21 first thing you have to do is come to the light and then the light shines in you and reveals the hope and the grace of Jesus Christ verse 21 talks about hope and light but he who practices the truth comes to the light so that his deeds may be manifested as having been wrought in God there's hope and light even in our darkness when Jesus when God sends Jesus he makes it clear that our Darkness is real, that our darkness is pervasive, that we can't escape it on our own. So he sends a great light. Isaiah chapter 9 talks about this. Matthew chapter 4, he quotes it and he says, The people living in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. God knows that we're in this place of darkness. Do you realize that if God was just judgmental, ugly, and and mean, he would have just left us there. It is not cruel that God shines his light into your heart, on your sin, on your darkness, on your pain, on your disappointment. That is not mean or cruel. It's grace. And there is great hope. There is great hope here that as I bring my pain to him and my disappointment to him and my sin to him, first of all, he's already seen it. He's light. I can't hide anything from him anyway. He already knows. There's nothing I'm going to bring to him where God's going to be shocked. He knows. And he is ready to bring me to him through Jesus Christ. That is the great hope that we have here through Jesus. Jesus is inviting us to walk and to live in his light for now and for all eternity. No matter what my personal darkness is. And it's grace. It's the very definition of grace. Christmas welcomes me to step out of the darkness into the light knowing that God gives me mercy and hope. Christmas means I don't have to hide anymore. Aren't you tired of hiding? God is so big and so kind and so awesome and so gracious and so faithful, and he is more powerful than any darkness you could ever face. That's why Christmas is so wonderful, that the light of Christ comes into our lives and he invites us to walk in it. That's the other thing about Christmas. It is God's invitation for us to walk in the light with him, to no longer be in darkness, to walk out of whatever our darkness is. This is the Christmas message. Darkness is not your closest friend. Who needs to hear that today? Darkness is not your closest friend. There is a friend that sticks closer than a brother, and his name is Jesus. And he comes to shine his light into our hearts at Christmas time it can seem that way, it can seem like things are dark and it's never going to change, it's never going to be better, there's no purpose to it, God doesn't care anymore, but simply because something feels a certain way doesn't make it true. Write that down. Simply because something feels a certain way doesn't make it true. And it can seem like God is so distant and he doesn't care, but it does not make it true. Christmas is Jesus, listen, Christmas is Jesus coming to sit with you in your darkness and then to stand up with you and to rise with you in victory over your darkness and all the darkness in the world. Jesus is the light of the world and his light exposes the corners of our hearts, the places where we shove stuff and we put it in closets in our hearts and we put it underneath the rugs in hopes nobody sees it. Jesus is the light that comes in and shines over our tidy little hearts that we think nobody knows what's really going on in the darkness part, the dark places. The light shines, and what he sees, what we see is, there's just a terrible mess and there's broken things that need to be made right. That light of Jesus shines on the darkest corners of our hearts. Temptations, secret sins, faults that we would rather not admit to, things that we would rather say, that's not who I am, that's not part of my character. When we mistreat people we love out of selfishness and pride the light shines on that when we cultivate jealousy and bitterness and hatred and anger and resentment and when we love those things the light of Jesus shines on that in our hearts it's come into the world to bring salvation from darkness and to get us out of bondage the bondage of our own dark desires the darkness that we love the light of Jesus is coming to set us free from that When you think about the light of Jesus coming, the little baby Jesus in your creche with all that, I want you to remember this. Jesus is the light of the world not because he was born, but because he died and he raised again. That's why he's the light of the world. If all you have is Christmas and you don't have a resurrection, all Christmas is at that point is a bunch of lies. That's all it is. If all you have is this cute little version of the baby Jesus in the manger, All it is is God lying to us. Once Jesus dies and he comes back from the dead, he has defeated all darkness. His light has shined in every place. So we have seen a great light and his name is Jesus. That's why we sing a song that says he wraps himself in light, right? And darkness tries to hide and it trembles at his voice. How great is our God Sing with me how great is our God And all will see how great, how great is our God Jesus is the light of the world God, I thank you for this tough passage I think it is hard And I think it's difficult for us to look in our hearts And to see the sin and to to, uh, uh, see the darkness that is there But God, in your kindness You have shined your light in our hearts Not to condemn us, not to rub our faces and our noses and how bad we are, to save us from our darkness. Thank you for the light of Jesus. Thank you that you shine in us. Thank you that you shine in the world. God, I pray we would be faithful to walk out of this place and tell people about the light of Christ. Because we are surrounded by people in darkness, surrounded by people worshiping false gods, surrounded by people who love their sin surrounded by people who are crushed by the darkness of life we are the light of the world you have given that ministry to us god i pray we would leave this place and be faithful to take your light to the world around us god how great is our god we have seen a great light and he is jesus thank you lord there's anyone in here today and you don't know Christ like this you don't know God like this you just came for a sweet Christmas message but man the light of Christ has shined in your heart this morning right now you call out to him and you say Jesus save me save me from my own darkness save me from my sins save me from the life uh, life situations crushing me I have no hope be the light of my life I give it all to you I'll follow you for the rest of my life pray a prayer like that talk to God he will hear and he will answer thank you Jesus for this time in your name we pray, amen. Man, thanks you guys. We're going to have a couple of announcements. We're going to end our time with something specifically. I'm going to ask Rick to come, and uh, we have, right after church today, we have a uh, Uganda ministry meeting, and I know that feels like a long time away, but we're only about six months away from going to Uganda again, and we have our first interest meeting today. So if you're at all, have any interest in even thinking about going to Uganda, do we do 16? Is that kind of our cutoff on the 12, wow, if you're 12, you want to get rid of your kid for two weeks? Sorry. Woo. I was like, wow, 12 people, right? 12 people. <laughs> Woo. Uh, 18, dang, 18 parents, parents. parents, you want to send your 12-year-olds, <laughs> they'll take them, so what's the age cutoff? 18, is a cutoff 18, okay, so 18 without parents, and we'll talk to you about teenagers if you want to go, so if you're interested at all, uh, make sure you go to this meeting, and Rick's going to talk to us more about that. Sure.
1: All right. So, yeah, again, there's an interest meeting today after the service. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you know, we are par- have been partnering with Pastor James of Jubilee Fellowship in Destinville School for the past 10 years. Uh, we sponsor about 70 kids there, and we've been sending uh, people on short-term missions there for the past eight years. So I just wanted to give you a couple statistics. Uh, over those years, we've sent 40, 49 unique TSF members that have gone on this trip. Ten of those people have gone three or more times. And three of those people that I know of are now engaging in or have serious commitments to engage in uh, full-time missionary work. Uh, when we're going to Uganda, primary objective is to love on the kids, check on them, uh, love on the teachers and our friends that we've made there at the church, uh, and also to get updates for the uh, uh, for the, for the sponsors of the kids. Uh, some other things that we've participated in include some work projects. Uh, we've done some door-to-door evangelism recently. We've done soccer camps, discipleship camps, and really we're basing our... come forward while i finish our
2: last couple announcements we'll uh we'll continue to worship with our ties um a couple things real quick so christmas eve services are coming we're going to do two services this year 3:30 and 5 o'clock um you'll have the opportunity to be baptized at one of those if you are interested in being baptized at one of our christmas eve services um you can email uh, info at tsf-church.com or come come and speak with uh joe or myself um, and we'll, we'll get that set up and be able to talk to you about that. Um, also, Life's Purpose, uh, that day is coming quickly. Uh, we are two weeks out. I think there are still a few um, house gifts um, and staff gifts if you'd still uh, like to help. There's also the big push is our food sign-up. So on this table over here, um, that morning we're going to be feeding all of you plus all of them. Okay, And so um, here's your opportunity to sign up. Uh, my personal request is that you don't sacrifice quality for quantity. That's just my personal request. So just because you're making it for a lot of people, make it good, like you would your own family. Okay? And so, again, just, just make sure you sign up over here for that today. Um, and uh, we're two weeks out. And so um, that's pretty much all I have this morning. We're going to close out.
0: Psalm 107.10 says this. There were those who dwelt in darkness and in the shadow of death, prisoners in misery and chains. Because they had rebelled against the words of God, they had spurned the counsel of the Most High. Therefore, He humbled their heart with labor. They stumbled, and there was no one to help. Then they cried out to the Lord, and in their trouble, He saved them out of their distress. He brought them out of darkness and out of the shadow of death, and He broke their bands apart. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his loving kindness and for his wonders to the sons of men. We have seen a great light and his name is Jesus, guys. Psalm 107 is our anthem. We lived in darkness, but God has come and shined a light in our hearts. He wraps himself in light and darkness tries to hide. Sing with me how great is our God. Let's sing it on the way out. Say, so y'all stand. Let's worship the Lord and Jesus Christ, the light of the world.